0: 98.7 FM, Arizona's Sports Station. Burns and Gambo, the 4 O'Clock Reset. Brought to you by Collins Comfort AC and Plumbing. Proud Home Services partner of the Arizona Cardinals. 4 O'Clock Reset. Top stories of the day presented to you at 4 O'Clock every day here on the Burns and Gambo show. We call it the 4 O'Clock Reset. We start with the Phoenix Suns, who today released their preseason schedule. I know that's not a ton to get excited about, but it's it is the first basketball games we'll see they'll open the preseason against a team from Australia on October 2nd they'll play the LA Lakers in Vegas on Wednesday October 5th they'll visit the Nuggets they'll host the Sacramento Kings to end the preseason those games are anywhere between October 5th October 10th October 12th so the early part of the preseason schedule Is, is Andrew Gaze playing for Australia? <laughs> no idea. Tell me you remember Andrew Gaze vaguely remember him Come on I got to look <laughs> Andrew Gaze, the Australian, the Australian Adelaide 36ers. That's the name of the city. That's the name of the team. Adelaide 36ers. He's 57 years old now. That's probably a no.
1: Seton Hall, he's a legend at Seton Hall, I, I, Andrew Gaze.
0: I vaguely remember him. Come on, you, you got to remember him. Dario Saric update. He started for Croatia today against Poland in a FIBA Eurobasket 2025 pre qualifier. Eric told me that uh, Kellen Olsen has some nice videos up about uh, Dario Saric. On his Twitter, Twitter th- or on his Twitter on account? Well, there you go. Go check out Kellen Olson on Twitter. You'll see some Dario Saric video. He had nine points, six rebounds, six assists, and a steal. Needless to say, Dario's going to be a key player for the Suns coming up this season. Yeah, I think, uh, listen, the loss of JaVel McGee hurts, but the addition to bringing back Dario Saric, it just, it changes them. It's a it's a different way to play. The way he plays is just different because he spreads the floor and he shoots the basketball and he's a great, you can run an offense through him because he's a great passer. So I'm excited that he's. He's back and playing. There is a story at Sports.com about Dario Saric, if you want to go check out some of that video. Your favorite what, player? I, I still need a Dario jersey, mm-hmm. that's true. Charles Barkley this morning on the Bickley and Murata show talking about Kyler Murray, but also talking about Kevin Durant and obviously the failed attempt to get him here. Charles Barkley, as you would expect, went strong when it comes to KD. Everybody's giving him everything on a silver platter. He was a man in Oklahoma City. They loved him. He owned the entire state. And then he bolts on them and goes to the war he went back to back championship and he's still not happy. He goes to Brooklyn, they give him everything he wants and he's still miserable. For all those reasons he called Kevin Durant Mr. Miserable. (laughs) Some people some people are happy being miserable. That makes them happy. They're only happy when it rains, like the garbage. Some people are just happy being miserable. It makes that that's just who they are. They need to be that way. Yeah, Chuck was really good this morning with Dan Vince. Sticking with basketball, Thunder rookie and the number two pick overall in the draft of Gonzaga, Chet Holmgren, going to miss the entirety of his rookie season with a Liz Franck injury in his right foot. He now joins a list of high draft picks who lost their rookie years to injury, including Joel Embiid, Ben Simmons, and Blake Griffin, who all missed their first year because they got hurt. Yeah, I mean, it was. uh, Listen, the kid had played really well, I believe, in the summer league. Yes, and there was a lot of excitement about what he was going to bring to Oklahoma City. Their whole draft class. There was a lot of excitement about their whole draft class. So kind of sucks that we're not going to get to see him play I'm this mistaken, year. mistaken, Joel Embiid missed his first two years, two years. in the league with yep. injuries. The Lakers got even more hateable, if that's possible, trading Talon Horton-Tucker and Stanley Johnson to the Utah Jazz for Patrick Beverly. Yeah, so they traded a 21-year-old kid who had a lot of upside and talent for a 34-year-old guy. That's... LeBron, That's the Lakers. LeBron's window. LeBron's window. Yeah, Give me those old guys. From the NFL, Dallas Cowboys left tackle Tyron Smith, unlikely Ooh. to return until December. He tore his left hamstring. It actually tore off the bone during Wednesday's practice. Okay, this is a big blow. Huge. This is an eight-time Pro Bowl player. This is a big blow for them. With their opener coming up September 11th against Tampa Bay, this is the this is a, one of the best left tackles in all of football. So not having him is going to be a huge blow for the Cowboys. A couple of quick notes from the NFL. Bucks quarterback Tom Brady expected to play in the third and final preseason game. Todd Bowles made that announcement today. He's going to play in the next preseason in, game? In the final preseason game, the one coming up this weekend. The final one. Tom Brady playing in the preseason. Uh, former Cleveland Browns center J.C. Treder retired from football. For a while there, we thought he was yeah, going to be he the, the be a Cardinals Cardinal guy. center. Yeah, was- how, how many passes do you think Tom Brady will throw in that game? Eric's holding up one finger. Four. I'll go four. He throws four passes. One okay. series, four passes. I was going to set an over-under at five. But Good night. Uh, I would bet the under. Oh, I would definitely bet the under on that. Okay. And the Vegas Golden Knights bolstered their forward depth. They signed Phil Kessel to a one-year, $1.5 million yeah, deal. Yeah, you know what? A team like that that's that's competitive and has a chance to win. I mean, there's nothing wrong with you. I mean, it's, a, it's not a lot of money for a guy that still has the ability, you know, to, to put the puck in a net and can generate some offense. But our top story of the day today, good on Zach in the three two again swung on and popped up right to the second baseman again rojas is there he'll make the catch and that is six more shutout innings on the night for zach gallon 27 in a third shutout now in a row again the crowd there at kansas city sounds like it's your kids club ball <laughs> oh, team it man. Like there's anybody there well they're not very good zach gallon was really good the Diamondbacks bullpen 31 losses on the season. That's the most out of any bullpen in Major League Baseball this year. Are you year. surprised? They blew it again. <laughs> Somebody I, told you, hey, the Diamondbacks bullpen has the most losses. Yeah, not surprised, not at, surprised. All. Not no, surprised at all. Not surprised. at all. last night it was Noe Ramirez. He gave up a run in the seventh inning. Joe Mantiply gave up the three-run homer to Bobby Witt Jr. Bobby Witt Jr. And, Jr. is this, good. He is really good. He's, he's, a good he's player. one of the young, up-and-coming stars in the game. Man, it, it seems like no matter who the Diamondbacks roll out out there right now for front of that bullpen, you, that door swings open, who? Who The hell knows who's coming out and whether that guy's going to be able to get any outs well, or not. They just, connected, they just for, connected the bullpen everybody, right. everybody, it's, it's been a struggle. It's, it's so hard for them to get. And they've tried so many guys, I mean, over the years. I mean, you go through it. Look, Davinsky can't get anybody out right now. He's terrible. But you just go over the years they've had. you know, And one of the guys, like like one of the top rookies in the American League is that Twins pitcher who they, uh, they traded the Escobar for trade. Escobar. And he's like one of the top rookies in all of baseball. Johan Duran, right? Johan Duran! Johan Duran, yeah. Johan Duran is a relief pitcher for the Minnesota-, Minnesota Twins, and he's killing it. He's like, man, I wish you had him. Yeah, You know, at the time, you didn't know it. he was such a, you know, such a, he wasn't a, a high-ranked player, but he's, he's ended up being a great relief pitcher. The Diamondbacks really have to do something about this bullpen next year. I, they really got to figure out what to do. When Zach Gallen, okay, so six innings, scoreless, it's now 27 and a third scoreless innings in a row for him. That's the fifth best streak in in the history of the franchise. Brandon Webb is the leader, followed by Andy Bennis. Another streak by Brandon Webb, Robbie Ray, and then Zach Gallon's current streak. He's been fantastic, but he departs the game with only a one-nothing lead thanks to a Dalton Varsho home run. And so, yeah, the bullpen was dreadful, but the offense didn't help much because it could give him a little more margin for error last night. You feel bad for Zach Gallon. You feel good for Zach Gallon, though, because if the number one goal of this season was to get him back on the path that he was on a couple of years ago. He he's is there. back on that path. He is just mowing guys down right now. He looks great. Now, three more years of control left. He's got three years of arbitration, so he's not going anywhere, and the Diamondbacks have an ace pitcher. I mean, that's the, the most important thing is to have that. Like, you know, if you could say, where do you want to start? And you got to have a guy that can get you, you know, that can end a losing streak, that you can give the ball to every fifth day and feel like when you go to the ballpark, you're going to win that game. And, you know, listen, when, you know, you've heard Mark Race, talk about it. When we went to the game when Schilling and John, like we knew we were going to win. And I think the Diamondbacks really feel that way, that they've got a great chance to win when Zach Allen's pitching. Bix Picks, it's back for the 2022 NFL season. By the way, Diamondbacks are off tonight. If you want to text the word PICK to 620-620, you can sign up and you can compete against Dan Bickley for your chance at the grand prize. 75-inch TV courtesy of Corona Extra. Weekly winners will get an NFL jersey of their choice and a $50 gift card to Cold Beers and Cheese Burgers again. Text the word "pick" to six twenty six twenty and go up against Dan Bickley. The Kyler and Hollywood connection from OU could hint at just how good the Cardinals' offense could be this year. We'll tell you why next on the Burns and Gambo Show.
1: FM, Arizona Sports Station. Burns and Gambo.
0: The Burns and Gambo show live from the Oxygen Community Studios on this Thursday afternoon. Welcome back in here on 98.7 FM, Arizona Sports Station. Um, The Cardinals still a couple weeks away from opening the season. We still have a little bit ways to wait. Of course, Kyler, the preseason game number three. Kyler's not going to play. None of the main guys are going to play. Cody Ford might play a little. We'll talk about that. Cliff suggested as much. I don't even know if we're going to see Zayvon Collins and Marco Wilson in this game. Their game time decisions, according to Cliff, it might be all backups all the time. We're going to have to wait a little bit to see the big debut of Kyla Murray throwing to Hollywood Brown. But needless to say... We're all excited about seeing it. These are two guys who have a connection. It goes back to their college days. There's going to be a natural baked-in chemistry between the two of them. And I think it's really obvious the Cardinals are counting on that natural baked-in chemistry to lean on all season long. Well, there's a lot of success there. There's no question when they were in college. I mean, you know, Kyler won the Heisman, and Brown was an All-American, a terrific uh, piece in the athletic today. By Doug Haller, just talking about how other other teams have done it too. Cincinnati with Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase, and Miami they've got Tua and Jalen Waddell. and Vegas they've got Derek Carr and Devontae Adams. So these connections that these guys had in college, you know, you're seeing that in the pros. So the you know the Cardinals going out and getting Hollywood Brown, who's got the ability to take the top off it the connection and the chemistry with Kyler. Look, those trade grades came out. I remember that they weren't great for the Cardinals because, obviously, as you mentioned earlier, right, you're giving up a whole bunch of years of control, five years of control compared to two years of control for a guy. But you know what you're getting in this guy? Like, he's a proven commodity. He's caught a lot of passes. He's got a lot of touchdowns. He's got a lot of yards. You know he can play. You, can't, you do know he can play. And I do. It's funny. When they got Hollywood Brown. Uh, all I thought about, I think all most of us thought about, and I I can't speak to everybody else, but in my mind I was thinking, okay, Oklahoma, Kyler just got his guy back. It wasn't until Doug wrote about it today that that I went, oh, yeah, Devontae Adams and Derek Carr, college teammates. Oh, yeah, Joe Burrow, Jabbar Chase, college teammates. Oh, yeah, Jalen Waddell, Tua Tungavailoa, college teammates. And and you realize, now, I don't know if this is going to be – a broader trend beyond these four teams, but it does bring up kind of this interesting idea. If you've got a quarterback and he's your franchise quarterback, and and I believe me, I when I when talking about Tua, I use that phrase very loosely. I don't know if he's the franchise quarterback in Miami. This is a huge year for him to prove whether he's that guy or not. But it, it's obvious these four teams. Maybe this is the start of a trend of if you've got a young quarterback and you consider him to be your future, surrounding him with pieces and. parts that he's familiar with to make the quarterback comfortable, to make the wide receiver comfortable. I, I don't know if this is something we'll see more of, but I'll be curious to see if it kind of grows into a little bit more of a trend. Yeah, listen, if, if Arizona just would have got some of those Fordham wide receivers back in the day, <laughs> <laughs> John Skelton that might have been an easy battle to win. That's right. No, I, I, I'm just making uh, fun. No, I paused because I was trying to think, where did Kevin Cobb go to school? I can't remember. Where did Kevin Cobb go to school? He went to some. Obs- I think he. he yeah, I don't think he went to like a big name school. Eastern something or other. Um, Eastern Illinois. Where did Kevin Cobb go to school? I think he went to. Um, I'm looking it up now, just because I don't remember. Oh, Houston. 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 He went to Houston. I forgot I all about Houston. That. I, That's why I went with Fordham because I knew Skelton <laughs> went to Fordham. Fordham was easier Devoli, for me. Skelton yeah, had Fordham. I tried to forget about Kevin Cobb. Might have had a lot. Hall of Fame career. Yeah, uh, but I don't know. I'm like I'm trying to think of other young quarterbacks in this league. Like like if Seattle. If Seattle is able to dra- draft Bryce Young, do you go out and get Alabama wide receivers that he's thrown to, you know, New to make England them comfortable? With Mac, with Mac Jones? Yeah. I, I, you, know, the, you know, you try to go get... Yeah, I, I, I don't know. I, I don't think that it's a bad thing. I don't think there's anything... As long as the player's a good player, right? It's not like a reach. You know, these are... The, that connection was pretty special in college, right? There were some numbers about the amount of 40-yard passes mm-hmm. um, that, that they had the most in the country in 2018. The connection between Kyler Murray and Hollywood Brown, that nobody no receiver had more 40yard receptions down the field than he did I think Andy Isabella also had the same amount that year which is crazy and a third guy on that list was uh, was Hakeem Butler, From Iowa who Butler Cardinals State. had yeah. so like there's a uh, there's a lot of guys and two other Cardinals were on that list including Rondell Moore yeah' this Doug Haller's story was really good there was there was a lot of layers to it on the athletic today and it was mostly about Kyler and Marquise Brown and and their Oklahoma days and and what it says about the season Feeling that those two guys have with the Cardinals And to your point There was a graphic in the story. In 2018, uh, they made a list of all of the wide receivers who led college football in 40-yard or longer catches. Marquise Brown had 11. Andy Isabella had 11. They were tied for first. Also in the top nine on that list, Antoine Wesley at Texas Tech had eight. Rondale Moore at Purdue had seven. Yeah, there's some home run guys on this team. The Cardinals on their Current roster want to see it. have four of the top nine guys from twenty eighteen when it comes to forty yard or longer catches yeah. in college football. Well, Kyler Murray's been here for a few years. We've seen some big plays down the field, but we'd like to see a lot more. And maybe Hollywood Brown will give that to you. Look, he's a good football player. I mean, the rate, you know, it's, he he wanted out because it just and, and he's gonna be, he's gonna be a benefit here because of a lot of things we've talked about. Kyler's much more accurate on deep passes than Lamar Jackson. It's not even close. Look at the numbers, they back it up. Kyler's much more accurate throwing the deep ball. You don't have to play in cold weather Cincinnati, Cleveland Baltimore Pittsburgh so you're playing warm weather playing out here indoors in the dome, so I do think it bodes well for him to play really well. He had some drop problems when yes, he was at Baltimore sure did I mean if you go look man, he dropped a lot of passes, but I don't think there's anything wrong with going to get this guy and now the, the problem's going to be the the amount of the problem's going to be the amount of money he's going to get if he plays well. See, there's two things here. He plays really well. You got to pay him. Yes. He doesn't play really well. You just wasted a first round pick. Yes. No, so, like, I don't know that's that there's it. an that, in between. I don't I, there, know that there there there's an, an in between. between. That's it. That's, it. That See, is, that's that, it. He plays well and you got to play him, or he doesn't play. Like, if he just plays average, then what do you do? Do you just, tell, just you know, like, if he just has 55, 60 catches for 800 yards, oh. you're like, oh. No, i would say that's a fail. That's a fail. I mean, he's, But then you got to bring him back next year. You're not going to. Re- you may not want to resign him no. to a deal, and then you bring him back on the final year of his deal. I guess I just mean in a fail that, that you know, this is a first round pick you he's gave gotta up. Give this you guy. He's got to give you 1,000 yards. He's, he's got to be great. He's yeah, got to be to 900 to 1,000. Yeah, he's got to be great. And anything less than great makes it kind of a fail. I mean, it's not even kind of. It makes it a fail if he's anything less than right, great. But you don't have a lot of time to figure out what you have here. You've got to make a financial decision on whether you want to keep the well, guy or not. And that's, again, the benefit of the baked in chemistry with Kyler. Like, at least he doesn't. Like, if, he, if there's any wide receiver in the NFL who should be able to step into a new situation and do really, really well, it's this dude right here. Because he knows Kyler. He played with Kyler. They were prolific and when friends, playing with they each other. They worked out They're together friends. in Texas. Yeah. And it's, Kyler's going to want to get him that bag. Yeah. He's going to want to make sure that he puts up numbers and gets that money. Yeah, There's every reason in the world to think that it's going to succeed. I mean, like of all the guys that you're going to give up a first-round pick for, in some ways it's like Hollywood Brown was the perfect one to do it because it should should be almost instantaneous success from the minute they step on the field. Maybe that's a high bar to set but you know what? You trade a first round pick for a wide receiver who's got two years left on his contract and you probably have to pay big money to keep. You better hit on that you better. And six games without Hopkins. That's a lot of games in yeah. a 17-game season. Six games without Hopkins with him as your number one guy? Yeah, absolutely. The one thing I'll continue to say about Steve Keim in making this deal or in making the Cody Ford deal or the Chandler Jones deal or the Rodney Hudson deal, man, if there's one thing that Steve Keim is really good at, it's trading draft picks for guys like this. Right? Can he do it for a cornerback now? Please can he do it for a cornerback? Did he hear your message from yesterday? I mean, is he checking the phone mail? He, is he trade is he, for a cornerback? Is Come he on. reading his text messages? I mean, Cliff called I don't him know. yesterday. He's probably right? hanging out with Blake and I mean, David Cliff. We 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 trade. Will you trade a pick for a cornerback, please? Like now, right away. Hurry. Beep beep. <laughs> Steve, let's go. <laughs> Call at your boy. <laughs> oh, God. Somebody that's not cool, try to be cool. Honestly, but isn't it funny to hear him try? Isn't it just ridiculously funny to hear Adam Schefter to try to be cool? Yeah.
1: <laughs>
0: You're not. You it's, probably never were. But it's so funny right. to hear him try. I, I enjoy it. Right? Yeah, Mitch, you keep playing that. I'll give him that, credit for it. I'll give him credit for what it. What the hell's going on here? You, keep, play, you mm. keep playing that, Adam Schefter. That's good. Many Suns fans are turning their nose at the idea of 100% running it back. But who's out there that they could make a move for? We'll tell you next on the Burns and Gambo show all right it's 4 30 in the afternoon on this thursday let's get an update on our kind of open ended twitter poll of the question uh, Tw- twitter poll question of the day But then we also added another one that we, we always add directly to uh some dirty yeah. habits here on burns oh and man well I mean, from one of us anyway let's get an update on our poll questions now that is a poll question <laughs> in Gambo need to know Twitter poll update presented by Sanderson Ford. You want to start with the last one first or the first let's one Let's start
1: with the actual poll first. We've okay. got some hot button topics, some debates going on in the comments. So let's get to the bottom of this. If you are home and nobody knows that you did it. Do you drink straight out of the container slash carton? Two options. No. Get a glass, you heathen. <laughs> and number two. Yeah. Yeah. Why not? Who cares?
0: Uh, save the glass. Save the water.
1: Save uh, the world. Right, save the save world. Right
0: out of the carton. Uh, right out of the garden. Again, uh, I'm going to vote yes. Only because I do. But again, I'm going to reiterate only if the carton belongs to me. If anybody else is drinking out of said carton, I use a glass. But if I know that that milk in the fridge or that Pedialyte sport drink in the fridge is mine and mine alone, yes, I'll drink directly from the jug. But if it's shared, absolutely not. So, technically I'm a yes on this one. I know Gambo's a yes because his wife I I mean, it has like laser beams coming out of her eyes and she melts him down into a pile of flesh when he does it, right? It's just doesn't make any sense to me, right? Like you could make out wash. with your
1: wife, you could swap spit, and then, but you can't drink out of a container. Your kid is drinking the Pedialyte. That's the problem. <laughs> it is it is the problem.
0: It is the problem. And again, if your kid's drinking out of that container, I am one hundred percent team Chelsea on you know, this one. As a Don't kid, drink out out of the container. Like, as a kid, when you drank out of the hose, yeah, like, like everybody put their mouth on the damn hose. Uh, no. Yeah. No, you don't put your mouth on the hose. Just as the water comes out, you kind of like, like. Your mouth ends up on the hose. No, it doesn't. Your oh, mouth come doesn't. on. My mouth never touched a hose. Oh, okay. You were perfect. I'm sorry. What Everybody else said the, the, the water, seriously, the water comes. You don't need to put your mouth on the hose. The, the water comes. In, okay. Did you, did you ever share drinks water? with your friends when you were kids? Like, you, have, you if yeah, somebody you had one kids. bottle of Gatorade, I'll, give me a sip of that. I'll take it. Yeah, but you were kids. So no, we were like, we were 17, 18. And by the way, they say it's not good to drink out of hoses. Anymore anyway, like the stuff they make the hose yeah, out probably of. Probably I'm Just was. warning people. I don't want to. You know, be- I think that's what made us tougher than these kids today. Is yeah, <laughs> <tougher>. <laughs> We drank out of the damn hose. Yeah, yeah so honestly- that and doctors recommending which cigarettes you smoke on a daily. That's basis. That's true. Yeah, there was that when we were kids too, and all that secondhand stuff. All right, so the debate rages. What's our audience say on this one?
1: Fifty-four point three percent. Close. Say yes. Yeah. They're doing it. Some don't even care if somebody sees them. They say they'll look somebody right in the eye and do it. <laughs> I saw that comment. <laughs> for
0: them. I saw that comment in the thread. I'll look you right in the eye while I do it. I'm like, okay. I'm not drinking out
1: of that. Thank you very much. 45% are grabbing a glass. But let's talk some basketball, some hoops, and maybe okay. a little bit of hate. Excluding the newest Laker, Patrick Beverly. Just threw up a little bit in my mouth. As a Suns fan, who do you currently hate the most, in the league any guesses yeah it's gonna be overwhelmingly luka i would have said luka i, I would i
0: i get the markeith morris thing we we talked about this earlier so i, I you know surprise it's Marquise morris but but after last year i mean think about everything that went down during those seven games don't we hate luka a little bit more now because of that shouldn't we Hate Luca a little bit more. He was should, a, should hate the Suns for not being able to beat him. Well, stop him, well, deny him. And if we're being completely honest about it, it ain't like Devin Booker wasn't doing exactly the same thing out there. I mean, let's just let's let's call it like it is. Devin Booker was the the flopping and the looking and the and the you know. ah! I got hit. You know that whole thing. Devin Booker was, was doing the same thing out there that Luca was. If we're just being honest about it, so yeah, Luca's o- the villain. Yeah, so Luca's the villain. Look,
1: Luca. Yes, obviously commented a lot. Obviously, the Morris brothers, as you brought up, a couple new names in there in the last couple of hours. Not a player, but Scott Foster made his way in there. Oh,
0: Scott- <laughs> okay.
1: In the name that I'm honestly surprised, I've only seen once. It's Mister. I don't want to be here. My namesake, Eric. Oh,
0: uh, I don't care uh, I about Eric so Bledsoe. Eric so, Eric I'm just Bledsoe. surprised
1: that more people don't still hate him.
0: There were some people suggesting that he should come back to the Suns. That him it, and what? Morris? Yeah, yeah, I, not, not recently, like earlier in the summer. Like, hey, you know, if you want to take a flyer on a guy, maybe you bring Eric Bledsoe back. I'm like, yeah, yeah no, that's I, not don't gonna happen. So. I don't think so. Those are our poll questions. You can find them on the Burns and Gambo Twitter page. Uh, we were perusing around the Internet. Gambo was this morning, and he found this story on azcentral.com. It was sort of... Uh, 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 it, a, a, a many suggestions, many stories, many links, all put together in one—an aggregation of several other stories from one of their writers over at AZ Central. And it was all these different writers around the NBA, not reporting, not saying they've got sources, just suggesting what the Suns should do now that Kevin Durant isn't going to yeah, happen. Isn't it odd that everybody just assumes they're going to do something? Hey, the Suns didn't get Kevin Durant. Now, what are they going to do? They don't have to do anything right now. They really don't have to do anything. No, they don't have to. But I—I go I, so look I, at their roster. They don't. Have to do anything? I wouldn't mind if they did. I know. Do they have a center? Do they have a backup center? Oh, sure. Do they have a guard? The starting point guard, backup guard, starting shooting guard. Do they have wing players? Like, like they're pretty set. Like they're pretty set. Like they don't have to do anything. But I think everybody's just assuming now. What are they going to do? What are they going to do? Now I do think that they will. You know, and I said yesterday. I know that they're kind of looking at. You know, if they could get a power forward that could post up a little bit, that would be something they want. But I don't know that they're in a rush to do it because I think that they may slow play this to kind of see how things go before they make a decision. Now, again, I don't know anything on this. That's just what my guess would be. But there are a lot of people that are starting to tie players to the Phoenix Suns via trade um, because they, they they did not get Kevin Durant and now they may want to do something else. And, and again, not reporting, just suggesting, hey, maybe they should look at this guy. Maybe they should look at that guy. There were two names that, to me, stood out above the rest and one that stood out more than any of the- them, and that was Boyan Bogdanovich from the Utah Jazz. Love him. He I, he'd be he'd be the Love kind him. of guy that the Suns go out and get him. Okay, let's start talking about can they win a championship this year? And of course they still can without him. He is in so many ways almost exactly what they'd be looking he for. They could score from everywhere. So he could score at all three levels. So he could shoot the three, he could score in the mid-range, he can go to the basket, like he could score. So if you're looking for that guy that could take the the pressure off if Chris Paul's not playing well, if Devin Booker's being taken out of the game. He's a guy that you could swing the ball to and he could be a spot-up shooter. He could drive. like There's a lot to like about his offensive game. He's got a really good offensive arsenal. So I'm a fan of his. I think he he could be exactly what you want as far as a another scorer on this team to let, take some of the pressure off. I think he'd be great. I think it's just a question of, okay, all these assets that you were going to use to go get Kevin Durant, you can use them now on somebody or you can save them for later. Do you want to use them on Bogdanovich or you want to save them for later? It'd be less assets, right? Like You wouldn't have oh, to give up Mikhail Bridges to get no, Bogdanovich. No. You probably wouldn't even have to give up Cam Johnson. No, no, not at all. It would be, it'd be far less assets. It's just I guess what I meant was, to your, and you've made this point often, if you decide by the middle of the season that campaign's not cutting it as a backup point guard anymore, do you want to save your assets to be able to go get that guy then, or right. do you want to get somebody now? Right. I think Bogdanovich, again, would be perfect. I think the other guy on this list that stood out to me who would be perfect, um, Harrison Barnes. From Sacramento, I, I think he'd be a great. Yeah, I, I talked to Sacramento before the draft, and they, and, you know, they told me that absolutely the Suns had inquired about Harrison Barnes. They had some discussions; a deal never got done, but he was a guy that the Suns were interested in. And again, it's another guy that could score the basketball. So if you are looking for that scorer, Bogdanovich Barnes, they could give you that one extra scorer that you know, like you don't have Durant, so that would give you that extra store, score to take a lot of the pressure off of Chris Paul and Devin. The thing about Bogdanovich is you got to figure with the Utah Jazz, he's available. He's in the final year of his deal. Yeah. It's an expiring contract. Mm-hmm. Utah has hung a for sale sign on just about every player on that roster. You can get him. I don't know what the cost is going to be. I would imagine it would involve at least one of, if not more, of your future first-round picks oh,
1: to get him. right. Yeah. I just don't know
0: how many. Is it two? Is it three? Would you give up two? Um... Well, that's two that I can't use on somebody else. You know what? I probably would. Now, if you give, up, to, if you give up the 2023 one. OK, say you give up this year's one and say Chris Paul comes back the next year. Well, kind of, he kind of resets to a certain extent. Yeah. One more one more pick resets. So you would get that one pick back to be able to trade if you go into next year with it. Like you wouldn't have the 23 pick, but you would have the net. You would, you would gain one more pick. i would give up next year's first and a future first for Boyan Bogdanovich. Okay. I'd, I'd do it. Would you? Yeah, I probably would. I probably would. He is. I. I. I like him. I like him. He's a scorer. I think he would help them out quite a bit. Suns. You know, Suns gonna have to outscore a lot of teams. That's how they play. They're high efficiency offense. He would really. You know, he. He would really be a guy that they could count on in in, in clutch minutes in playoff games. I think he'd be great for him. Again, a congratulations to Alan Brunson from Phoenix. Where you going? He was our second winner for the brand new Phoenix Suns Nike Classic edition jersey celebrating the 30th anniversary of the 92 93 team the suns will be wearing that jersey this year and we're giving you a chance to win one you've got one more day to win it text the word jersey to six twenty six twenty for your chance to win again text the word jersey if you want to win that sunburst purple classic 92 93 jersey text jersey to six we'll have another name tomorrow when we come back the Suns' most hated team acquiring the Suns' most hated player. Yeah, sure. Why not? That's next. Burns and Gambo.
1: 98.7 FM, Arizona Sports Station. Burns and Gambo. All
0: right, we'll talk about... um have Bev and the Lakers in just a minute, because that's what we promised everybody we would talk about. And we always want to follow through on our promises, but um, this Bengals-Rams Ooh. fight, man. I-, I saw a couple of like little snippets about it on Twitter. Yeah, Aaron Donald was swinging his helmets, two helmets. I think he grabbed two helmets and was swinging the helmets like... Right. that give me some fines. Who knows? There's suspensions coming. Have you watched the video yet? Did I'm you... looking at the ve- video now. I could see Donald swinging his helmet like a weapon and then getting shoved to the ground. But you could see, like, if you see the video, it's a far away video. But you could, I mean, I'm, I'm going to assume that's Donald because they're saying, you could just see this helmet being just slammed like three times. It's Donald. Donald. And then he finally gets shoved to the ground. Yeah. But Bengals- you could just see one. Two. Three times, he swung that helmet as hard as he could at somebody. Wow. Um, it was... Um, wow, that's dangerous. A series of three different fights between the Bengals and the Rams who were practicing with each other. Bengals right tackle Leo Collins and Rams defensive end Leonard Floyd were both the main guys in each one. During the third and most explosive fight, Los Angeles Rams defensive tackle Aaron Donald swung a Bengals helmet several times into the mass, landing at least one blow on top of an opponent's helmet. After the coaching staff separated the players, Bengals head coach Zach Taylor and Rams head coach Sean McVay. Remember, Zach Taylor, former assistant with the LA Rams a few years ago under McVay, they decided to stop practice. The teams had about 30 minutes left in their planned schedule. Taylor said, quote, it got a little scuffly, so we called it. McVay, just like Zach would say, I expect our guys to defend their teammates and vice versa there were certain things where you just don't know what occurred my understanding is nobody got injured that's the most important thing I don't know how we'll move on nobody how? got injured with that helmet being thrown around the way it was huh how does that how does nobody get injured that's a bad when, look for Aaron Donald oh man that's a really really bad look for Aaron Donald, Trey Wingo tweeted about it just a moment ago. He's like, "There's literally no excuse for what Aaron Donald just did." The NFL has different rules for practice versus games, but this is a terrible look for Donald and the Rams. It is. I, I don't know what the NFL can or will do about it, but you I mean, can't don't they have, have to do something. You can't. They have to. You they can't they have, have a something? guy go just
1: swinging a helmet like that at practice. And he's done stuff like this before. Post game, he's gone over and like tried to start stuff okay. with players. Okay. Yeah. Listen, the at as violently as he was swinging that helmet, if he hits another guy
0: in the head... He could have really, yeah. really no you, hurt somebody. Somebody. No, no, you could kill somebody. Absolutely. No, you could kill somebody. The violence with which he swung that helmet. Here's one of the most powerful men in the world. He's got that helmet, and he is swinging it like a jackhammer, right? I mean, he is swinging it, and he hits somebody... Yeah, yeah, Mitch. Uh, just, I don't know how he didn't hit anybody because everybody was so close together. Mitch just sent me a still shot of from one of the games when the Cardinals played the Rams, and it's Aaron Donald literally going at the throat of DJ Humphries. Like you can see his hand on DJ Humphries' throat. Like he's going. If, if you see it there, right there, yeah. You, yeah. Can you see like he's yeah. he's got his hand on his throat in a still shot like that. I um, uh, see what the league does about that. I don't know. They, I think they, I think That's, you're right. I think they got to do something. I think. They're going to have to. But again, I'm going to circle back to Cliff Kingsbury's phone call to Mike Vrabel. Hey, man, let's just do one day. Let's do one day. One day's enough. Let's get in and get out and not hurt anybody. Yep. Let's just get in, well, practice I mean, each other one day, and let's call it a day. Okay, I, mem- I, I can't mem- afford anything, and neither can you. Remember this about the Rams Bengals practice. Like, they played each other in the Super Bowl. That's true. They played each other in the Super Bowl. So, like, you just wonder if, like, is that the right team to play? Is that the right team to ever practice with? Well, and I'm guessing they're practicing together because they'd probably play this weekend in the preseason. Well, will one of you look that up for me? I bet they do. Well, that's why you would. So, uh, yeah, I mean, that's why the Cardinals are practicing with the Titans because they're playing this week. Right. So now you've got this. Yeah, thumbs yep. up. Okay. That's, yeah. yeah, that's why you would practice okay. if you're going to play them. So, so now you've, if you're the NFL, you've got to be extra vigilant about taking care of that when those two teams play each other whenever it is to make sure none of yeah, this carries over we into the you game. can't allow a guy to swing a helmet like no, you that. Can't. you can't. You, like you, 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 you got away with one there that he didn't actually hit anybody well, I with mean, that. The, you did, and if the NFL has one. any guts about this, there's got to be a him. suspension for Aaron Donald. I would. You've got to suspend him for a regular season game. You just, I get it. It's just practice, but it doesn't matter.
1: So what, what do you got for me, Ben? So I was going to point out, I don't know if you guys saw Tom Pellicero's tweet on the matter. He clarified that clubs, not the league... Are responsible for overseeing the conduct of players at practice, including joint practices. So fair to say, league discipline for Donald or anybody else is unlikely. And the only reason I found that was because I was trying to remember how many games Miles Garrett got. Six suspended. games.
0: Six. He got suspended. See, he hit Mason the Rudolph. In that game. Yeah. He hit Mason Rudolph in the head to steal his quarterback. He got a six-game suspension. Yeah. I, I totally remember that. Yeah. And, and I, I, and Mitch, I appreciate you finding that. I hope the league doesn't just say, well, it's up to the Rams to do whatever they want to do. It's not our job. No, we're not doing anything about it. I think that's cowardly if they do. I think they got to suspend. Aaron Donald needs to be suspended. I agree. Miles Garrett got six games for hitting Mason Rudolph over the head. You're not going to tell me that that helmet didn't hit somebody. Of course it did. That helmet hit somebody. It had to. Yeah. You can't swing a helmet three times like that and just hit air. We'll see what happens. With all those people around. We'll see what happens. But it is not not a good look at all. And it does reiterate why Cliff Kingsbury wanted to go nice and easy with his work with the Tennessee Titans. All right. um, We got distracted by that, rightfully so. Uh, The thing we were going to talk about here, which we will spend a couple minutes on. Is uh, Speaking of hate, speaking of anger, Pat Bev, the guy who once famously, when Chris Paul wasn't looking, two-handed shoved Chris Paul in the back and knocked him to the ground after the Clippers were eliminated. He's back in Los Angeles, now with the L.A. Lakers. Trade yeah. came down last night. Pat Bev tweeted out this morning Hey, I woke up and I'm a Laker. Salen, uh Horton Tucker. Horton Tucker and Stanley Johnson going to the Utah Jazz in exchange for Pat Bev. Stanley Johnson, remember him? Oh, yeah. A. It's a good pickup for the Lakers. It's a, it's a really good pickup for the well, Lakers. I thought it was for the Jazz. They get rid of a 34 year old for a 21 year old Horton Tucker, who was actually a pretty good player and just didn't really fit in with the. His first year with the Lakers, he was really good. Uh, last year, he wasn't as good because it just like there wasn't. A good fit there with Russell Westbrook and LeBron and Anthony Davis. I think that's a tremendous trade for the Jazz. You get rid of a 34-year-old player for a 21-year-old player. For the Lakers, yeah, I mean, it's a, it's an old team. LeBron and and now you've got Pat Bev and Russell Westbrook. Now, there's a lot of talk that Russell Westbrook has done with the Lakers. There's a lot of talk out there right now that that's it. He's not going to play with them. Now that they got Pat Bev, it's it's over. He's, he's not, not playing Bev. with them. Hate each other. They have right. life. They'll, they'll, they'll John Wallet, whatever it is, they'll send him home, right. Right? They'll just send him home. Don't play if we can't trade you. But there's some r- speculation out there that Westbrook's not going to play with, yeah. the, with the Lakers. And I get what you're saying about the Jazz. I just think from a defensive standpoint, as much as I don't like Pat Bev, he's just the kind of pesky 3-and-D guy that team really could use. He, he's he's going he's gonna to bring something to the Lakers. It's still going to all begin and end with LeBron and Anthony Davis, and specifically Davis and whether he's healthy. But I do think that's a good pickup for the Lakers. When we come back, Charles Barkley was on with Bickley and Murata today. He was not shy about his opinion regarding Kevin Durant. You'll hear what Chuckster had to say next on the Burns and Gambo Show.